This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. One ball and one strike. Grim leans in as he looks in for the sign, now straightens up. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive to right center. That's going to do it. The Astros win. 12 innings. Correa knocks it in. 4-3 win for the Astros. Nice and easy stroke by Correa. Didn't try to do too much. And a soft serve to right center field was just the ticket. Tied it in the ninth. The Astros did. Send it to extras and win it in 12. We've got a player of the game, Jake Marisnik, down in the dugout right now. As Jake, congratulations, man. It didn't look too promising going into the ninth inning, but you guys pulled it out. Yeah, Yuli, uh, Yuli put a good, good bat together there. We swung a few together and were able to get one across. And then, uh, obviously, this inning here was, was huge for us. And uh, Correa with the bigger bat there at the end. And when you, you seem to excel in these pinch running situations, Jake. You've been called upon it in, in plenty of pressure situations. And, I mean, how big, too? I mean, obviously, Yuli getting the hit and you pinch running for him. But then Reddick following you up with the, with the bloop single to center and you're able to go first to third. That was a big play in the game. Uh, yeah, he, he put it in a good spot, and um, I mean they were playing back a little bit. I think they're playing no double, so uh, able to put some pressure on him there and, and get to third. And then uh, Gaddy came up and did the trick there. Hey Jake, playing defense, you get bored when guys, and I'm talking about your pitchers, strike out 16 like they did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know uh, it's fun to watch. It's uh, I mean our guy, our guys have unbelievable stuff. Watching yep. McHugh there in that that last inning was awesome. And welcome back, Robert Ford and Steve Sparks, joined by Astros uh, President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Kansas City Royals. And a uh, fancy new title for you. Congratulations. <laughs> it was announced Monday that that would be added to your title, President of Baseball Operations, uh, and signing a contract extension with the Astros through uh, 2023. Again, congratulations. And obviously, uh, let's folks know here in Houston that um, you plan to be here for a little while. Yeah, and we, you know, we've had a good run. It's been great the last six, seven years, and I want to be around here. Jim wants me to stick around. I think it's a reflection of all the good work that the front office has done, and I'm one small part of it. There's a lot of other people, but we're going we're gonna to stay here. We're going to keep trying to win championships, and we've got a good organization top to bottom, so might as well keep us uh, all together for as long as we can. And you mentioned J uh, A.J. Hinch in your press conference talking about you hope that A.J. Hinch is going to be here for the for the – remainder of, of when you're here because of your relationship yeah that would be my hope uh, you know AJ certainly has fit in really well with everything we're trying to do here you know he got here in 2015 he's had uh, three winning seasons and a World Series championship two playoff appearances so uh, AJ is a perfect fit for what we're trying to accomplish in this organization be consistently competitive he works with the veterans he works with the young guys and he really understands what we're trying to do in the front office so uh, we're hopeful that he'll be around for as long as uh, possible 
and you know you've made several moves obviously during your tenure here with the Astros made a few moves this offseason bringing much of the team back that won the World Series last year but one move I think has kind of gone under the radar a little bit is Hector Rondon yeah. signing him because when you consider this is a guy who had been a very good closer for the Cubs had a rough year last year was non-tendered uh, meaning that the Cubs could have just offered him arbitration but opted not to. And so that's how he became a, a free agent. What did you guys see that made you think, hey, this is, this is something we, we could work with? We really liked his stuff, and we thought that his stuff combined with our philosophies here and what uh, our pitching coaches could do with him would make him better. And so far it's worked out. And, you know, I was listening to the radio this morning, and there's a lot of these relievers that got signed this last, last offseason that haven't really worked right. out. Yeah. You know, we've been fortunate. Both both Rondon and Smith, uh, Smith's banged up right now, but he's, he's he was getting pretty good when he was uh, before he got hurt. You know, we've been fortunate. And Rondon's been a big part of our bullpen. I think he's going to continue to be. So uh, kudos to our scouts and our analytics department that identified that this is the right guy. Jeff, I think about every once in a while with Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole at the top of your rotation for Saberly for the next two seasons. Does that put a little more emphasis on urgency to make this team as good as it can possibly be going in, into the postseason? It's a great question. Anytime you're in a position like we are right now, which is, you know, you have a high likelihood of making the postseason this year. You haven't had a lot of injuries. Your division seems winnable. You know, you've got to pay attention to that because so many things can go wrong uh, any season. So, And we look at the next couple of years and we think about the core players we're going to have, not just the two starters, but obviously, you know, Altuve, Springer, Correa, Bregman. In their primes. Yuli, Reddick, they're all going to be here. So we're essentially going to have the same team next year. We've got a couple of big free agents, but it does, uh, it does make us think about how to put this together in a way that doesn't destroy our future, but really maximizes our chances of winning another championship. Astros president of baseball operations and general manager Jeff Luno and uh, want to ask you about the the trade deadline uh, first of all who you're going to get no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you, you probably don't even know that at this point but uh, obviously it starts to intensify now that that we're past the draft and most teams have signed their their top picks at this point uh, how does that whole process work uh, how much are, are, are the Astros initiating how much of it is other teams initiating with you there's a chatter between all clubs at this point, whether it's Brandon talking to an assistant general manager or myself talking to somebody else. Uh, so there's there's a feeling out that goes on for the next couple of weeks. You know, what are you guys looking to do? What are you looking for? All that. Uh, but the reality is that there'll be transactions. There's already there was already one or two. There'll be more as the weeks roll by. It'll really intensify going up to the deadline. And from our purposes. You know, we benefit from continuing to evaluate our own team and our own needs and where we are in the division. If we feel confident that we're going to win our division, which obviously there's no guarantees and we need to keep winning ballgames, we might do something a little differently than if we feel like we need a couple pieces just to win our division. And there's such a premium on winning the division this year because the wild card is probably going to be either the Yankees or the, the Red Sox. And so if you're a wild card, you have to go play one of those two teams in their ballpark We've done that before, yeah. but the Yankees are a different team now than they are in you 2015. You also burned your best pitcher. Right, and so yeah. we, don't, we don't really want to go down that path. So uh, we're going to continue to look at our organization, look at our team, see if we can fill needs internally, what our needs are externally. Uh, I know what the Twitter sphere thinks very well because they're very <laughs> loud and uh, demanding on us going out and getting players. But That's just your uh, wife. Yeah, we will, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it focused and we'll do, we'll do the right thing. Jeff, I would imagine it's decision time pretty soon for Kyle Tucker, who's playing very well right now. 13-game hitting streak, 
28 for his last 57. He's been through those peaks and valleys now, and he's learned how to get out of it, that, that adversity. Uh, does he make this team better if you bring him up right now, or, or what's the process? It's hard to imagine that he doesn't make this team better. He's an elite talent who is playing well, and he's already at AAA. So the reality is, is he going to be one of our, our 25 best players for a playoff roster in October? Mm -hmm. Right now, my sense is the answer to that is probably yes. But we have to make sure that when he comes up, he's actually getting the playing time to continue to develop and contribute. And, and so we're, we're going to continue to be patient with him. Uh, it's really great to see what he's done over the past yeah. month. And, and I would say there's a decent likelihood we're going to see him later this summer. And he's going to be a guy we're going to have to talk about because, you know, you want your 25 best men on the roster to go into the playoffs. And, that's, and if he deserves to be one of those, yeah, he'll be up here. Does it benefit you or the team or even even Kyle to, to come up and just get a taste for a little while, if, even if it's just for a couple of weeks? It does. Uh, and, and, you know, that's something we'll consider come August and September. But yeah. the reality is, you know, if he's going to come up right now, you know, and play every day, which is what you try and do with these top prospects, right. does that mean Marwin sits every day? Does that mean Reddick sits? Like, who, who's going to sit? And, mm -hmm. and these guys are major leaguers who have established track records. and That are playing well. That are playing well. So we really want to make sure that we do it at the right time for the right reasons. You know, the, the draft obviously complete, and the Astros have signed their, all 12 of their top draft picks, their top 12 draft picks, I should say. And uh, the, the two highest who were left unsigned, Jason Schroeder's second-round pick, right-handed pitcher out of uh, high school in Washington State, and Alex McKenna, fourth-round pick outfielder out of Cal Poly, getting both of those guys signed and, and into the fold. And I mean, that has to be a, a feeling of, of excitement and also relief for you, knowing that you know there's, there's not these protracted negotiations that your, your top picks have, have all signed at this point. It is, and they, they've signed, and they're out doing what they need to do, and it's working well. Uh, both of those young men, uh, great young men, they came into my office. We signed the contract, got a chance to meet them uh, and spend a little time with them. They spent the whole day here at Minute Maid Park and uh, got to meet different people in our front office, see some of the tools that we use to evaluate them. So it was a really good experience for them. And they're going to go out, and uh, I, ex I expect uh, McKenna will be out uh, doing hopefully what, what Beer's already been doing, which is you know helping that, that team win. Um, we'll take it a little slower with the high school pitcher. Uh, because, you know, he had like 60-something innings this year, and we would really want him to get exposed to pro ball but not do anything crazy there. So, uh, But we're excited. Mike and his staff did a great job. The draft class is already out playing, and I think it's going to be a really good draft class for us. Jeff, when I comb the, the box scores in the minor leagues, I noticed some of your best pitching prospects' uh, pitch counts are pretty low. Yeah. Is that by design to make sure that they could be available later? Well, I, a couple things have happened. Um, you know, we've had some guys that missed time at the beginning, um, like our top pitching prospect, and that probably we bought a couple extra innings for September yeah. and, and maybe October. Uh, but in general, we've always had an organizational philosophy that we're going to man really manage the workload in the minor leagues and give them a consistent workload and ramp it up right before they come up to the big leagues. But, you know, we don't, there are a certain number of bullets in each arm, and we don't want to sure. use too many of them in the minor leagues, but yet we want them to develop. So we still have a modified tandem system where pitchers are only allowed to go so deep in games and pitch every so often and I think it's really worked for us we've had among the lowest arm injury rate in all of baseball over the past five or six years and it's allowed us to have a really healthy and robust farm system Jeff Luno president of baseball operations and general manager thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me on guys the Houston Astros radio network and he lifts this one left field Arriba Gurriel Yuli Gurriel with a three-run shot Steve Sparks 
Robert Ford. Whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 